better. That's better. Oh, look at Betty. Oh, God, to be young and beautiful. If I could go back to when I was 18, I didn't know anything about anything. I'd give myself a bit of advice. I would say, take better care of your teeth and fuck a lot more. Oh, no, no, that's very good advice. Pretty baby of Fish fuckers. Um. Hi. You're listening to a podcast that does movie reviews, and this is a movie review for Academy Award nominated for Best Picture, The Shape of Water by Carmo del Toro, a um. The guy who did Hellboy and um, Pan's Labyrinth, Pan's Labyrinth, Chronos, um, which I have not seen, Mimic, which I have not seen, The Devil's Backbone, which I have not seen, Blade Two, which I have not seen, Hellboy, I did see, uh, two thousand four. I don't remember. It was okay, I guess. Pan's Labyrinth, I liked. I liked Pan's Labyrinth. Hellboy Two. The Golden Army? Didn't see that. Pacific Rim? Didn't see that. Crimson Peak 2015? What was that? I didn't even know you... What did this one? Who's even in this one? Crimson Peak. A gothic romance film from 2015. Anyway, so he, he returns with The Shape of Water. And he's he's written a book called Troll Hunters. What is this? Oh, no. This is a television show that he created. Never mind. Anyway, I was going to do something kooky for this episode. Like I was going to do a um, text to voice audio clip of some like uh, weird fan fiction that I was. And I actually was searching for fan fiction on the Internet for because, look, she has sex with a fish. Uh, spoiler. It's sort of weirdly enough. We'll get into it, I guess. But uh, so, the, but the the fanfic idea I had was, you know, because fan fiction's like it's like creepy, like, um, and I don't want to put anyone down. But the thing is, I I started, I found some, but it was very like sweet, and like I felt bad for even like trying to make a joke about it because a lot of it was just like not sexy at all, but like just sweet and like the stories about the the mont the sea creature and the girl mm-hmm. together and. um yeah, I don't know. It felt it felt off, and I was just like, "Okay, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna go there with that." Elise Elisa Esposito is played by Sally Hawkins, and she's the star of this film. Let me just talk about this film a little bit. It's one of the top films ever. Most most nominations uh, for Academy Awards, I believe. It was a box office success. 92 million box against its bud of 19.5. That's what we call in the biz a hit. And the movie, you know, I I wrote down what score I wanted to give this movie. 
and it was um, way too high. It still is way too high. 7.779. I don't know why I'm giving it that high of a score. I, you know what I think it is? I gave the movie, the M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Happening with Mark Wahlberg, I gave that a 7.777. And I think that, and I, I like that movie. I, I do, I think there's some good parts to that movie, but I feel like I, I, I look at that score when I, when I place movies on my, like, uh, big board of, of what I feel about the movies, when I, when I look at it and I, pl- when I put them onto the movies, I'm, I'm just like, hmm, hmm, like what? Could this be um, score wise? And then I'm always like, well, it's got to be better than the happening because I gave that a seven point. And so it's like I'm always that that's throwing me off that because it's sort of in a different scale. Like I gave that a high grade because I think it's, it's like it's like stupidly entertaining, and I just there's something about it I just liked, uh, and and I I can't defend it. It's it's horrible in every which way. I mean, it's it's he said that it's supposed to be a B movie, and so I mean I I don't know. It's like sort of too meta to even be considered good even on that scale i don't know what is this the happening review part two or is it sorry geez i keep banging the thing and it's probably not translating well into the audio of the show uh and let's get to the shape of water all right so this this movie is it's really like it, it, it there's parts of it and it's not—it's not a bad movie. I really don't—I don't think it's a bad movie. And I'm, I'm going to give it a, this. I'm going to stick with the score I'm giving, it, which is a pretty damn high score. I think there there are um, moments in this movie, selections in this movie that are great. There's like a 20 minute sequence here or there where it's like this is really this is a really top notch filmmaking. And the movie itself is sort of an ode to filmmaking, classic filmmaking. It takes place in an era, a different era, where where movie theaters were you know, the primary means. And I did see this in the theater. So maybe that has something, maybe that is uh, clouding my judgment here a little bit, or at least in, in heightening it. And it takes place in the uh, Cold War era of the early 60s in Baltimore. And um, Zelda is played by Octavia Spencer. Uh, she works with Eliza Espedito, Sally Hawkins. And Sally Hawkins is um, mute. She has mysterious scars on her neck. And I don't know if they ever you ever get a clear answer to what happened to her. But clearly the, her being mute is related to her uh, um, this incident where she got the scars, I guess. Because, well, now I'm reading the Wikipedia plot summary and it says... Found as a child, I says Esposito. Found as a child with mysterious scars on her neck. Is there was there a flashback scene? I'm forgetting. I don't know. I watched this like again two months ago. I'm so behind on my movie reviews that I I, I gotta get them in the can right after I watch the goddamn movie because then I can. Uh, I, some of these movies I did, that are coming up, and I should tell you if you're uh, since you're here, since we're you're here in my head, uh, the next few uh, we're, we're we're close to getting caught up. I'm, I have not watched a movie in like the last couple week or two, and I was, I've sort of slowed down my movie consumption. Consumption. I did rewatch. I didn't finish it, but I I started watching um, on this thing called the Roku channel last night on my Roku. They have a they have a thing called the Roku channel on my Roku, and I was like, "What is this thing?" And they have movies on there, and there's some decent movies. True Romance. Uh, but there's commercials. I didn't realize there was commercials. But I was just wanted to put something on in the background. I was doing some work the other night, and I just, I like to I'm I'm like sensory overload boy, and I need to have stuff constantly going. I guess. But I, I found um, 
the movie Into the Wild with Emile Hirsch. Emily Emilia Emilio Hirsch. Directed by remember that movie with the guy who goes to, he's like a hippie kind of guy, but he goes off into the wilderness and he's sort of like hates capitalism and William Hurt plays his dad and he's really mean and Vince Vaughn and Zach Galifianakis play like rednecks and it's directed and written by Sean Penn and it is a that movie is a mess. What a mess is that movie? Sean Penn just uh is um like barfing all over the, the the movie screen and that, i mean that is such a that talk about uneven like i'm gonna that's why the, i don't feel bad you know to bring it back to this and i'm glad i kind of went down that thread because that's what we do here we go down threads on this show and that's okay because sometimes that's how the my human mind works and i don't apologize for that but i wanted to say to tie it back together that's why this movie is uneven the shape of water but it is not a like compared to a movie like Into the Wild, it is it's like a masterpiece because it's that movie is you know so you got to look at this thing in the context. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a reviewer of the I've talked about this before yes, but I'm a reviewer for the masses. I'm not a reviewer for the elite. I'm not your Roger Ebert or your AO Scott Scottman on the New York Times or what's um. The guy from like Sunday, CBS Sunday Morning, who also is you know uh, Abel Abelstein Abelman, David Abelman Abelstein, not and not uh, f- uh, Peter Traver Traverson from Rolling Stone. I am a reviewer of for the people, and and this is a big part of this podcast is these movie reviews. I try to get I get them in the can. I'm a cinephile. I'm a movie head. Um, I'm a movie freak. You know, I'm a cine freak. As I call it myself, hashtag Cinefreak. Hashtag Cinefreak at the Cinnabon. Um, Sally Hawkins. So she doesn't speak in this movie. That's the whole like gist of it. She doesn't speak. And you know, to to do a whole lead actress that doesn't talk is a uh, is a bold choice. And um, how that works within the narrative. It's interesting because she communicates through sign language, and then there's some uh, subtitles for the sign language. Her neighbor is played by uh, uh, Richard Jenkins, and he's and I think these guys all everyone got nominated for Academy Awards in this movie, except for I think uh, Michael Shannon, who's probably the best guy in this. Um, he's a and, and Richard Jenkins was a gay. Closeted '60s gay uh, struggling advertisement ad illustrator, and uh, they're like really tight. They're they're, they're boys. Her and uh, him and uh, Eliza or Lisa, Eliza. I think it's Eliza. See, I don't remember. I did, I watched it so long ago. Whatever. They find a fish creature person. Michael Shannon, who's a great actor, who's was uh, you know him from all these uh, open uh, shelter, uh, take shelter, uh, take shelter, that one with the bat, the uh, storms, and he's like going crazy. Um, he plays. He finds this creature and it bites part of his hand off at some point. Um, and then Eliza like. Gives, starts giving it eggs, hard-boiled eggs, and um, they have set. She 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 captures it, and that happens like fairly early on in the movie, and then she has sex with it in a scene where she fills up the 
And a completely implausible scene where she puts a towel under the, the bathroom door and then runs the bath until the whole room is like an aquarium that floods like the whole apartment building. Like that wouldn't, like the water wouldn't do that. Like I feel like the water, well, and so the, anyway, this, that she gets naked and she bones the fish. And it's like, other than showing like the his, his fish penis into her vaginas, uh, it, it's, it's pretty, you know, she's, she, she's actually, there's some, a bit of nudity. This is a hard R, I guess, because there's a bit of nudity. And, um, so I, so here's the thing about this. Let's talk about the fish fucking. Because they could do, they could have done this movie without it, right? Like they, she could have just been enamored with him and their, their love could have been more platonic, right? I, I think that's one way to, one way to do it. it. It, there's something odd about, about her, like the decision to like go full fledged that way because he is like a beast. I mean, he's like, doesn't, you know, he's smart. He can communicate. Um, but he doesn't speak, you know, he doesn't speak a language per se. Like, you know, he's a fish, human, cre fish creature. Um, and she even talks about it, like how they, they ask, like, how does that even work? Cause it doesn't look like he had a penis. And she she does a thing where she like motions with her finger that like, oh, it comes in and inside like the penis grew, grew from out her body, out his body. Like, so she describes this, the sex to another, in another person's movie. And it's just, it's bizarre. <laughs> it's like. It was definitely thought, th and that's why I was like, let me look at in the internet see if there's any fanfic about this, because it's so weird, I'm sure, I'm like, there's got to be some fanfiction about this weird shit, but I really couldn't find it, people, but people got, you know, they sold this as a very sweet tale of love, and it was, and it's still like, that, that's the takeaway, is that, you know, um, these are like, you know, it was like a, there's like a certain amount of sweetness to, to them, and I get it, I get it, uh. Um, but you know, she 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 fucks the fish. So that you can't undo once you go once you once you fuck a fish, you can't really undo the fish fucking. That's what I always say. Uh ba bing ba ding. Stuff happens. Also the guy from uh a serious man. What is that actor's name? I don't know I never remember his name. Michael Stil, st st yeah, Michael Stilbar, Stilbarg, Stilbarg. Um, age forty-nine. He was born in Long Beach, California. He's married to mine, Mylin Lofgren. Not important for this review at all. What else do I? Is anything else good happen in this? Um. This is funny, this sentence on, on Wikipedia. Eliza and the creature soon become romantically involved, having sex in her bathroom, which she at one point floods for him. <laughs> I just, that's, that's funny. Like, but, like, here's the thing. This movie is, like, weird, and, 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 and like, stretches of it are, like, there's some really bad dialogue, like, some really cheesy, like, lines get delivered, um... Uh, like real cliche lines, and it it doesn't work in a way that's like they're, cause cause it's not like a trope that they're they're like they're like um making a commentary on it. I think they're just it was just bad writing. Uh, it doesn't didn't feel that way to me. So, you know, it's it's a it's just a wildly 
uneven film and it's i'm gonna give it a grade that's probably undeserving of it but the thing is it, at its times when it's good and it's shot well and it's like it's fun to look at so i mean i i'm grading this in the scale of every movie ever made you have to understand that when i do my review scores okay okay after doing this in the score of every movie ever made and i have some good ones coming up next the so next so this is i'm giving it a 7.779 probably too high it's probably like a point too high i guess i don't know it's hard for me to place this in scale this was a real hard one for me to grade i think that's too high um it's more like a low seven maybe even high six uh but whatever these numbers are kind of meaningless i guess and they are they're 100 meaningless so let me give you a rundown about the next the next movie reviews we're doing uh get out classic much talked about movie of the year a little-known film from last year, 2017, uh, Lemon, starring Breck Gelman. Then I'm going to do a uh, pod review of a double feature of the National Lampoon's Netflix movie, Stupid and Futile Gesture, and uh, a Netflix documentary that's not was not made for, for Netflix, but it came out, I think, in 2015. It basically a documentary about the National Lampoon. And that one's called Dead, Stone, Brilliant, Drunk, Stupid, something. I don't know. I'll, I'll get into that. So that'll be a double feature. Um, then I'm going to do the three billboards. Watch that. That's going to be next. So I've so got this backlog. Then here's a spoiler. Uh, Good Time, which was the movie starring Robert Pattinson that came out last year. Wow, I was blown away by that. I'll put, put, get that right out of the way. That was probably... That was in my top three of the movies last year. And it didn't get nearly enough recognition. Um but I can't wait to talk about that. Then another good movie that I saw uh, of 2017 just had a, so many good movies. I saw Killing of a Sacred Deer. And then I'll follow that up with Wormwood, which is the Netflix Errol Morris kind of miniseries. It's technically, they list it as a movie. I, you know, it's, it's like classified as a movie. It's just like the O.J. Simpson thing. We'll talk all about that, I'm sure, because that's so interesting. Oh, I gotta take a breath. Folks, the re review has ended. So I don't know what you're still doing here, uh, listening. You can turn it off. There's nothing to say uh, or do anymore. Uh, not, that sounded bleak, but just I meant, I meant in terms of this movie review for The Shape of Water. A moving picture, motion picture, feature-length film. Check out patreon.com slash myamerica. Email the show, jeffcast at gmail.com. Thanks you. This podcast is over. God bless you. Go in peace.